Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message from Pastor Jeremiah Hosmer. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, I'm going to continue the series on the kingdom of God. And let me just say a few things today. Before we get started, this is kind of my disclaimer. I'm probably going to say some things today that it might not chap you the wrong way, but it's going to help you think the right way. <laughs> Pertaining to the kingdom of God. Because if we don't, what does the Bible say? The Bible says, my people perish for lack of prayer. That ain't what it says. My people perish for lack of worship. My people perish for lack of knowledge. God said there's a, certain, there's a certain place in your life you can't go any further until you learn something. Hallelujah. And so the kingdom of God, we have, when we approach the kingdom of God, in the kingdom of God, when we begin to function in the kingdom of God, we got to have the right understanding of the kingdom of God. Say amen to that. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. In verse 19 and 20, I want to encourage you today as you go home, maybe this evening after you done took you a nap and done ate some fried chicken and all that good stuff, I, I want to encourage you to read this whole chapter so you can get into con context of what was happening here uh, as the Apostle Paul is writing this to the church of Corinth in his first letter right here. Uh, but, but this is how he uh, ends, and I know that there was no chapter numbers, but just for, just for uh, sake of being in here today, this is how he ends this chapter, so to speak. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 19. But I will come to you shortly if the Lord wills, and I will know not the word of those who are puffed up, but the power for the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. Hallelujah. The kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. I want you to say that after me on the count of three. Are you ready? I want you to say the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. One, two, three. The kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. Now you got to learn how to say power like a Pentecostal. We don't say power. We say power. Hey, there you go. Amen. That way we'll spit on you while we say it. Amen. Amen. Now I want you to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. We're going to read just a few. And those of you upstairs, if you uh, uh, are aware of you doing the, the scriptures today, if you could please add Daniel 2.44 and Luke 1.33. I apologize for not getting those to you quicker. Uh, but just there's a couple more scriptures I wanted to read. Um, if you would, please be prepared. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1. And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come to you with the excellence of speech or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Look up at me quickly. The apostle Paul had all these different revelations. This was not just his only revelation. But he said, there's something in these people that want to worship man. And there's something in these people that want to, want to give all the credit to man and give all the glory to man. Apostle Paul says, so when I came to you, I didn't give you no other revelation but Christ and him crucified. He said, because I realized that you was wanting to go somewhere else and I wouldn't let you go there. Hallelujah. Verse three, so I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. 
and my speech and my preaching were not were persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and what? A power. That your faith should not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of the living God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Now I want you to go over. Um, let's, we're going to skip Matthew 10. But if you'll write that down, you can go and read it later. This is where Jesus sends out the 12 disciples two by two. And the Bible says that he sent them out. And he says, go and preach the kingdom. And then when you go preach this kingdom, he said, heal the sick, cast out the demons, and tell them the kingdom of God is at hand right now. This is what he did. So he said, in other words, there is going to be signs accompanying the preaching of my kingdom. Help me out, Holy Ghost. Now let's go to Isaiah verse 9. I mean, I'm sorry, chapter 9, verse 7. Isaiah 9. In verse 7, you hear this a lot when it's time for Christmas, but really, uh, it, I mean, it does pertain to Christmas stories, but, but, it, does, but it, it pertains to something else. Isaiah 9, can we put that up, please? Isaiah 9 and verse 7. Now, watch this. I, I want you to read this carefully. Of the increase of his government... Not my government. Not even the United States of America government. The increase of whose? His government. And peace. There will be no end. God said, once I establish this thing, it will never end. And we know when it was established when Jesus stepped on the face of this earth. Hallelujah. Now stay with me. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it. Uh-oh. Everybody shout order. order. To order it and establish it with judgment and justice from, the time, from that time forth, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of the hosts of hosts will perform this. Now Daniel chapter 2 verse 44. Daniel 2, verse 44. Praise God. You guys have it back there? All right, praise God. There you go. Now watch this. And in the days of the kings, of these kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. Set whatever king you want to set up. Set whatever system you want to set up. But of this kingdom it shall never be destroyed. Hallelujah. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these. And it shall stand forever. Hallelujah. We're talking about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God, and we're going to read one more passage of scripture, Luke 133. Just, I'm, I'm just setting a lot of foundation for what I want to, what God has me to teach and preach. 133, Luke 133. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. That's why I refuse to be entangled. Come on, somebody. 
with the things of an inferior kingdom because I am a child of a superior kingdom. Hallelujah. Now let's pray and ask for God's blessing on the preaching and the reading of the word. Father God, today in the name of Jesus, bless the reading and the preaching of your holy word. Father, today we ask that you would grant us ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to obey. Father, I pray that you would supernaturally expand the capacity of every one of us to receive that which you have to say from heaven today. And Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that any residue of the enemy, that any bondage of the enemy, any wall of the enemy come down now in Jesus' name. And Father, today, your word says that what I allow on the earth shall be allowed in the heaven and what I do not allow on earth shall, will not be allowed in the heaven. So right now, I do not allow any design, scheme, plot, or plan of the wicked one. And I allow now, God, the kingdom of God to manifest and the power of the kingdom to manifest now in the name of Jesus. Look upon my availability and not my ability today. And spirit of the living God, move like a mighty river in this house in Jesus' mighty name. And let the power that accompanies the message of the kingdom manifest here today, Father that your people would not have their faith in man's wisdom. But in the power of the living God today, we agree together that these things are done now in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody shout amen. Give the Lord a good praise in the house of God for his word. <laughs> Hallelujah. You may be seated. Now I'm going to do my best. Come on, Holy Ghost. Give me interpretation today, God. Hallelujah. For you were born for such a time as this. You were chosen for this time. You were born in this time to bring my church home. Amen. Amen, God. Thank you for the gift of tongues. That was a word. In case you didn't hear it, that was a word. I feel like God's speaking to a specific person right now. That you were chosen for this time and that you are not a mistake. Hallelujah. Let the church say yes and amen to that in Jesus' name. Now, thank you, God, for the gift of tongues and the interpretation of tongues. And we give you praise for it right now. The gifts of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Now, let me, let me start off by the way I started off last week when I was preaching. 
In the, now, I want to say this. If you wasn't here last week, please get last week's message. You can go on uh, our Facebook page and our YouTube channel, all that stuff. You can get last week's message. But I want you to get it because it is important that I begin to build line upon line. Precept upon precept, brick upon brick, amen, so that we can come to a place of revelation. Because if you get one teaching and you miss two teachings, then you're only getting a third of what's happening right now. And I asked you last week, and I can see many, some of you have definitely uh, obeyed that, and thank you so much, do, to do your very best. Now, you ought to do your very best to come to church every Sunday. Shout amen to that. Even if it cuts you, shout amen to that. You ought to be in church every Sunday, but... Uh, I, I, realize, I want you to do your very best to be here every week because what, what I'm teaching and preaching right now is important for you considering all the different things that are bombarding and trying to pollute your mind and your spirit right now that are trying to buy or trying to purchase your affection uh, in the world right now. You need to understand that when you were born again, everybody shout, I am born again. That when you were born again, you were born into the spirit. You were born into the kingdom of God. You were not born into some uh, a worldly system. You were not born into the Rotary Club. You were not born into the Masonic Lodge. You were not born into some racial group. You were not even born into some kind of uh, uh, Chi Alpha or whatever you want to call it. You were not born into some uh, in, in whatever you want to say, whatever group you want to put it in. You were born into the kingdom of the most high God. And so now when you look at yourself and say, I was born into the kingdom, you've got to understand that you were born, when you were born into this place, you were now made different. That's why you, you seem different. That's why you struggle to fit in in the places that you used to be able to fit in. The boys don't want to hang out with you no more. The ladies don't want to take you to the club no more because now you are born of a kingdom that is not of this world. It's in this world, but it is not of this world. There has been a mark that has been placed on your life, and now when you get around folk, they get convicted of what they used to do with you hallelujah so I want you to make sure that you're here now I want to say this I said it last week I'll probably Lord willing I'll start probably every uh, every sermon this way but when I came into the kingdom of God I was not looking for things to disagree with I was not trying to figure out what I was going to disagree with when I came into the kingdom of God I was looking for everything to agree with I was, I, I did not come in saying, well, I'm on, I'm on, I'm just going to watch these folk because I don't know about these people. What if we looked at you that way? I'm just going to watch them because I don't know about it. No, no, no. The Bible says that we, we, we read the scripture all the time when we dedicate a child, but, but of the children, he said, with this childlike faith is the kingdom of God. In other words, when you approach the kingdom and you look at it and say, I want everything that the kingdom has for me, I want it in my life, I want it manifesting in my life, I'm not looking at it as a buffet saying, I'll take this, but I don't want that. God said, no, if you'll come before my kingdom and say, if it is on the buffet line, I want it on my plate, I want it in my life, and I want it in my family, he said, you'll be shocked at what I can do in such a short time. Now, 
uh, when I was in prayer, I felt like the Holy Spirit told me, he said, tell my people that my kingdom is not just another group. It's not just another agency of beliefs trying to gain their affection or devotion. He said, tell them my kingdom is the government of heaven that produces results for right now and in eternity. The kingdom of God is not just producing results for eternity in your life, but the kingdom of God produces results right now. Shout amen to that. Now, I want to go into, I'm going to get into the teaching aspect of this thing a little bit today. So, so let's, I wanted to go into citizenship today, but that's probably going to be next week because we really have to bring some definition to the kingdom of God because there's so many different definitions in people's minds today. So let's go. And this is probably where I might end up like saying a few things that you have never heard or that make you a little bit um, uneasy. Amen. Number one, the kingdom of God is the highest order of governance in the universe. Well, I don't think that I don't think you should refer to the church and the kingdom like that. And the increase of whose government? His government. See, I can, I've already done kicked some religious stuff out that fast. Amen. Of his government shall be no end. So you've got to understand that the kingdom of God is a, is a government, but it's not a failing government. It doesn't have wicked rulers at the top of it. It never needs a bailout. Come on, somebody. It, it, never, it never tries to swindle anybody. It's never trying to put one down and try to do injustice in the earth. The kingdom of God and is, is a righteous government. Hallelujah. Both nat watch this. It is the highest form of government in the in, in natural and highest order, sorry, of natural and supernatural. The kingdom of God is not some imaginary world. It is not some fictitious place or way of doing things. It is not some magical, whimsical place. The kingdom of God is much like I'm going to help somebody. Much like the spirit of God. Jesus said in John 3, the wind blows where it wishes. And you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the spirit. You can't see the wind with your natural eyes, but you can see the effects of the wind with your natural eyes. Come on, somebody help me. You can't see the Holy Spirit with your natural eyes, but you can see the effects of the Holy Spirit with your natural eyes. When he moves upon people, you can't see the kingdom of God necessarily with your natural eyes, but you can can see the effects of the kingdom of God with your natural eyes. See, I, I'm helping you. I'm bringing you through a, a, a process of thought so that you can get to a place that you realize that the kingdom is not about pixie dust and magic wand waving. That the kingdom is people do people. People in the kingdom of God that you see doing big things for God, they don't just stumble into this. There are, there are things there, there, there are things that God sets up. And I'm going to preach one day on kingdom principles. 
There are principles that things get set up that when you follow these things, goodness and mercy really does overcome your life. That really you begin to walk into a place of blessing that everything you put your hands to really does prosper. Hallelujah. Now, I know I said you can't see it, but can I, can I go a little bit on the contrary for a minute? When you've been born and filled with the Spirit and you have given yourself to the kingdom, you, you kind of actually can see the kingdom. Now, I had to throw that first little bit out there because the people, who, the people who've never heard a teaching on the kingdom, you look at religion as the kingdom. So I had to build that up and burn that down. But if you've been walking with the Lord a little while, you actually can see the kingdom with your eyes. You can see things lining up. Hallelujah. Come on, help me out. When you're, listen, when your mind begins to be renewed in such a way that you understand that you are in the world, but I'm not of the world. Ah, hallelujah. When your mind begins to be renewed in such a way that you understand that you are a citizen of a different kingdom, then you actually can see the kingdom with your natural eyes. Glory be to God. Jesus could stand in one place. Stay with me now. We're talking about the government, the authority of the kingdom. Jesus could stand in one place and command demons in another place. Wasn't even physically present there. But could stand over here. Command demons over there. Heal over there. And provide right here. Hallelujah. How could he do this, Pastor Antoine? Because he had an understanding that the kingdom that I am from and the kingdom that I represent is not inferior to the kingdom I'm in. It is superior to the kingdom I'm in. And therefore, what I say here has to happen over there because of the authority behind the kingdom that I am bringing. Let's get into this. Let, let me give you an example. Imagine if some uh, uh, small third world country came to America and said, you got to stop this and you got to stop that and stop it right now. Listen to what they would hear. Or what? What are you going to do about it? Why? Because, listen, the authority that that little country's trying to enforce has no power behind it to make something bigger than it do what it says. So whoever is of the superior kingdom has the authority. Ah, help me, Jesus. To command a thing. I'm a, we, don't worry. By the time we hit to the end of this thing, everything's going to be good. In other words, 
little nation, you don't have the authority to make this nation do anything. Furthermore, there's nothing you can do if we don't do it. In other words, you don't have the power to make us. Therefore, your authority is not legit because your power can't back up what you're saying. Say with me now. We're going, Jesus could command a demon to come out in someone in another place because why? His authority. The demons knew they had to obey because the power that was backing him up. In other words, Jesus was from a kingdom that was not inferior to the kingdom of God, darkness, but was superior to the kingdom of God, darkness. Therefore, even if he was not present in that location, the demons had to obey him. Why did they have to obey him? Because they knew the power that was backing up his authority was not inferior to them, but was superior to them. Somebody say, I have this authority in Jesus' name. The Bible says all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Therefore, go therefore in the power of my name and preach this gospel and you shall have authority, power over all the demons. We're not ready to preach quite yet. I got to do a little more teaching. Hallelujah. Now, stay with me because I'm, I'm still taking you through a process of thought. Now, watch this. Let me see what I want to give y'all. This is why when, when you speak to the kingdom of darkness... You can't speak to it like it might obey. No, 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 no. There's been too much. It might obey. There's been too much. I hope it obeys. There's been too much. I want it to obey. You, you got to understand of what government you are a part of. You've got to understand of what kingdom you are a part of. And the kingdom that you are a part of is superior to the kingdom of darkness. Therefore, when you speak to the kingdom of darkness, you have the whole authority and power of the kingdom of God backing you up. Therefore, it is not whether it wants to obey. It has to obey in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, I'm going to stir up some religious. Uh, thank you, Jesus. Now watch this. Why, 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 why is this happening? Why, why is this a part of it? What, what, why do you think this? You can actually see when you begin to get this understanding, you can see the highest order of governance, the kingdom of God, beginning to not only manifest, but change everything in your life. The highest order of governance. Glory be to God. You must understand, church, that the kingdom of darkness understands. Now, this is where I'm going to do a little teaching. Push your neighbor and say, you don't want to leave early today. Pass them a peppermint or something. Help them out. Amen. You don't want to leave early today. The, 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 you must understand that the kingdom of darkness understands and responds to rank and order. Everybody say rank. rank. Come on, say rank, rank. And, order. and order. The kingdom of darkness responds to rank and order. It does not respond to your emotions. 
It does not respond to the volume of your voice. Somebody with some rank and order can be quiet or they can be loud. Either way, it's got to go. It's got to shift. Something's got to break. Something's got to loose. Something's got to release because the kingdom of darkness understands rank and order. Now, this is what you did not learn in seminary. I mean, cemetery. I mean, seminary. This is what you ain't, this is what they're not teaching you in the traditional place. And this is where, where I'm about to step into a little bit of trouble with y'all or some of you. Amen. But it's okay. I got Bible. You might have doctrinal papers. I, you might have position papers. I got Bible. Now watch this. Uh, it's mind blowing to me how many people want to lead in the kingdom but, have, but don't have any kind of mind of order. I'm not just talking about uh, order according to submission to authority either. I witnessed people wanting to lead ministries and be elevated in the kingdom and their homes completely out of order. I heard a preacher one time, well, we'll go there in a minute, amen. Completely out of order. Not understanding that each have to do with the other. That you can't have chaos up here and then all of a sudden everything change in the kingdom. Because the kingdom of darkness responds to rank and order. So there has to be order in your life. There has to be order in your home. This is so true that the Apostle Paul wrote Timothy and he said, when you're assigning a bishop, he said, when you assign a bishop, when you appoint a bishop, he said, if they can't put order in their own home, don't assign them no authority in the church. He said, because if they don't have no order here, they can't have order here. Why? Because the kingdom of darkness is looking at both places. Come on, somebody. Y'all, I'm going to help somebody. It, it doesn't turn a blind eye here and then open an eye over here. He said, so you, you got to understand it's looking at rank and order. Um, push your neighbor, say, say, pick up your feet. Help, just pick up your feet. I, I, I've witnessed people go and start their own church. I'm going to go start my own church. I, I'm going to go do my own thing. I'm going to call myself apostle, prophetess, evangelist, pastor, teacher, bishop of the second church of the third generation of the uh, whatever. I'm going to do my own thing. Got 15 people and 13 armor bearers. I'm going to do my own thing. Got, got 15 people in the church trade and they got, got an entourage. Better sit yourself down somewhere. I'm going to fix it. Don't worry. They'll start their own church. Can't pay their bills. And can't figure out why one has something to do with the other. It's out of order. See, I, I, we, have to, we have to confront stuff like this in a Pentecostal church because you, you, you'll just get to a place where everything seems to be spiritual and you don't realize that what you're doing in the natural has something to do with your spirits. So God's trying to bring you to a place to where all of it's lining up. Come on, somebody. 
that it's all in order. I've watched people that, that get upset when they can't be the top tier leader in, in the kingdom, but can't show up church on time ever. I ain't never been to church on time. And, and, and this is where I was going to tell you a while ago. I heard a preacher say, somebody came to him one time saying, I want to be over your, you know, I want to cast devils out. He said, I'll tell you what, you, you start with casting the devil out of your alarm clock. He said, if you can get the devil out of that. got a hold on somebody. He said, like, you get the devil out of that. We, we'll start here. We'll, we'll, we'll. Pastor, you meddling. No, I'm not meddling. Because, listen, you got to understand the kingdom of darkness understand, un- responds to order. It responds to order. And I can tell we ain't getting far in this one today. I got an illustration I need to do. Uh, amen. Pastor Antoine, come here right quick. And, and uh, Molly, won't you come up here? Pastor Jason, come up here. Justin, come up here. Vern, won't you come up here? Okay. So, so uh, Justin, I want you to stand right here. Pastor Jason, I want you to stand right there. Uh, Vern, I want you to stand right there. And then Molly, I want you to stand like right here. And then Pastor Antoine, you stand about right here. Now, you got to understand the kingdom of darkness moves in disorder. Why does it move in disorder? Because it's got cracks. So any t- anytime there's disorder, it has a way in. That's why I, I, know, I know it. I know it chapped a few people, but I had, you know, when I had to rebuke an individual one time, he was out of order. You ain't letting that devil come up in this church. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sit yourself down and learn something. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. He was out of order. And if you let you continue to allow that stuff go on, then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, familiar spirits start ministering. And folk don't know the difference sometimes. Because a familiar spirit can tell you an address and your name and what's in your bank account, but ain't got nothing to do with God. You see what I'm saying? But the spirit of God releases the power of God, which is the kingdom of God. Now, uh, Pastor Antoine, I want you to come right here. And Molly, I want you to come right here. And then Pastor Jason, you back up and come over here. And then Justin, you come here. And then Vern, you come here. See, this is order. There ain't no way in. It can't move in order. The spirit of God moves in order. Let everything be done decently and in order. So so when you're talking about the kingdom of God and you're talking about releasing the power of God, you got to understand there has to be order. Now, the challenge we have is that in the old Pentecostal church, if, if, I, if you taught a message like this, they would say, well, you've taken God out of it. How can you take God out of what he's the author of? He's the author of order. The enemy is the author of. Order. 
My God, I feel the tons. I'm telling you, I feel it hitting right now. Can I go a little further in this right here? I've watched people speak badly about their leaders in the kingdom, put their mouths on men and women of God, speak evil towards people of God, and then they want to cast out demons, want to preach messages, want to do this. They have no idea what they're setting themselves up for because they're out of order. And when you're out of order, the kingdom of darkness is going to take you out. Secondly, the kingdom of darkness responds to ranks. We're just in point number one. Last week, I got to the introduction. The kingdom of God responds to ranks. Now, let's talk about ranks. Contrary to the present day teaching in the uh, lukewarm church, the kingdom of God has ranks. The kingdom of God has ranks. Contrary to the present day teaching, everybody ain't on the same level. Well, we're just all the same level. Nobody really leads this place. You know, we just kind of all lead it together. The devil is a liar. It's not even biblical. Oh, it feels good to the flesh, but it ain't biblical. Well, I just think Jesus treats everybody, it just, everybody's the same in his eyes and treats everybody the same. Find it in the Bible. You can't. Oh, I shifted something just then, didn't I? I hit a nerve. I felt that thing kick back at me then. You can't find it. Not everyone is at the same level. Not everyone is treated the same. Jesus modeled this in front of us in the Bible when he gave the top three different privileges than he did the other nine. Can you imagine being a part of Jesus? I done told you Jesus have a church of 23 and a half people. Can you imagine if I took 20% of this church and said, hey, you can come in and, and, and listen to me teach on certain revelation, but the rest of y'all, nah. We'll holler at you. I'm taking my tithe. I'm taking my family. I'm taking my attendance, and we're going. Jesus said, Peter, James, and John, y'all come on up here. The rest of y'all, y'all sit down here and feed them people. Why? <laughs> Have you ever wondered why? Because Jesus is seeing that in these three, there's a capacity that there might not be in the other nine. And I'm going to take people to the top of their potential. Because Peter, James, and John, in their relationship with me, have stepped to a rank that the other nine are not. But it ain't like 
you know, it ain't like they're sitting up here and y'all are just peasants. No, other nine, I'm coming down now and I'm going to take you to a place that I'm not taking the other 70. So the 12 get to, the 12 now get to hear the explanations of the parables. And the 70 does not. But 70, it ain't like you're peasants. You're still important and I want you to grow, but you're not where you're supposed to be with the other 12. Not because you won't never be, you're just not there yet. So I've got to, I've got to get people to the top of their potential where they are right now. And 70, I'm giving you power to go cast out demons that I'm not giving the multitude. And multitude, I'm feeding you with a supernatural provision that I'm not giving everybody else. Because the kingdom of God has ranks. Now, the question is, how do I move up in ranks? It is not by stepping over people and it's not by hating and it's not about gossiping and it's not by talking and it's not by this and it's not by that. It is not by the wisdom of man. Are y'all ready to take these notes? I'm gonna give you four ways. Lindy, I hope we have a church today after today. Amen. No, we will. I'm just joking. I think people are, are hungry for this right now. I think people are sitting around saying, I'm sick and tired of wondering how. I want to know somebody teach me the ways of the kingdom. Now, number one, battles fought and won. You don't put novice generals, since this, we're celebrating Veteran Day, you don't put a novice, you, matter of fact, there ain't such thing as a novice general. People who move up in ranks is because they have some kind of history proven that they belong there. That's why you can't keep giving up every time there's a little bit of opposition. Oh, hallelujah. That's why you can't keep throwing in the towel every time there's a little bit of temptation. That's why you can't sit there and let the devil talk you out of coming to church uh, three Sundays out of every four because God is saying, I'm ready to move you up in your ranks and there's going to be a little resistance, but you need to understand that when you fight the battle and you win the battle, it's time for you to come to another place in the spirit. Hallelujah. That's why, that's why some of you, you may be wondering from time to time, my God, why did the, the attack come my way? And why am I sitting here every time I turn around? Uh, it's like I got to fight another devil. And why is this happening with my children? And why is this happening with my marriage? And why is this happening with my health? And God said, I'm giving you opportunities to put another ah, place on your chest right now so I can get you by the hand because I don't want you sitting down in private level the rest of your life. I got some battles for you to fight. And you've already got the victory. So battles fall in one. Number two, revelation and understanding on how to function in the kingdom. 
revelation on how to revelation and understanding on how to function in the kingdom. You are not going to put uh, you're not going to put an officer over five thousand people if he does not understand how to function in the military. They have to have an understanding and a revelation of how to function in it. Why? Because there are hundreds of people's of lives at stake. Number three, prayer and fasting. The disciples couldn't cast the devil out. And Jesus came down and said, y'all get out of the way. He actually said, I don't know how long I'm going to have to bear with y'all. Cast the devil out. And then they said, why couldn't we? He said, well, first of all, you didn't believe. But second, these kind come out by prayer and fasting. He said, in other words, there's a rank that you haven't reached because you're not even praying right now. He said, you can't even skip a meal. You were tripping when it was time to feed other people. He said, so I'm I'm teaching you that the next time it comes to something like this and I'm not here, you've done spent time over there praying and fasting so that when you walk up, you can tell that demon you're outranked in the name of Jesus. You got to loosen, let go in the name of Jesus. The kingdom that I'm a part of is superior to the kingdom that you represent. Loosen, let go, and it'll obey you. And number four, impartations from great generals. There are impartations that can, you can receive through the laying on of hands that does not skip these things, but validate these things and bring you to the place that you need to be in. Oh, hallelujah. Can I testify for a minute right now? That's the reason why if uh, that's the reason when I go, go, go to church somewhere and I'm not preaching, I'm sitting there, I'm listening. I'm trying to get everything I got. And then I'm putting a draw on the man of God. He doesn't even know it. I'm looking at him saying, get a prophetic word from me. Jesus, give it to him right now. Get a prophetic word. Get a word of knowledge from me. Come over here and lay your hands on me. I'll receive an impartation right now. I ain't in here just trying to play. I ain't in here trying to waste time. I ain't in here trying to show you my suit. Get a prophetic word from me. I'll receive it right now. And like Jim Rayleigh said, I'll fall down and cover my own self up. I want an impartation from the power of God and from great generals because I know that by faith I can receive something. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Y'all heard Evangelist Pat Shatzlein talk about what happened with me and Pastor Andy up there with Benny Hinn. And, but what, what, what Pastor Benny Hinn didn't know is the whole time I'm sitting there, hey, shut up. give him a word, Jesus. I'm putting a draw. I don't know if anybody else is putting a draw. I was putting a draw. I'm putting a draw. And then at the end of the service, he's supposed to be praying for uh, the people putting on the conference. He turned around and said, you two, stand up. Pick this out of a whole crowd of people. You two, stand up. God's speaking to me about you. Prophesies for about 10 minutes, then calls us up on the stage. Said, the Lord said to lay my hands on you. 
<laughs> Why? Because I know what kingdom I'm a part of. And if there's a man of God that's got something that I want, I'm sitting there putting a draw by faith saying, release an impartation into my life. Some of y'all still struggling because I said Benny Hinn. Well, I just don't know if I agree with all that. Ain't nobody asked you what you agree. I told you, quit trying to figure out what you disagree with and approach the kingdom about what you do agree with and watch what God can release in your life, church. Oh, I'm kicking some devils around today. Putting a draw. Impartations from great generals. You get around a great, when we bring these men of God sitting in here, it's, it's amazing to me that folk just get up and leave early. I'm sitting there saying, do you know? What you need, they got. And you left because it had exceeded the limitations of your medication. Because church shouldn't go this long. And while you sitting down there fighting, here we go. While you sitting down there fighting with the leader of the Crip gang in the McDonald's parking lot, trying to get your meal right. People are getting impartations in the house of God, saying I'll eat whenever I get there. I didn't come to feed a flesh. I came to get something from the Spirit of the Lord in part in me. We were sitting in lunch. There was me and Dr. Miles, Bishop Tudor Bismarck, and a couple other guys sitting in lunch. And Bishop, he said, Dr. Miles said, you sit over there by Bishop, Bishop Tudor. I said, okay, praise God. And Bishop Tudor didn't even know. I'm sitting there putting a draw on that man. You don't even know. I'm praying in tongues. I'm talking to you, but I'm praying in tongues. You release something, man of God. He looked at me and he said, before we left, he said, Jeremiah, your, the Lord said to speak this over you, Jeremiah 111. said, this is what you've been called to do. Pull up. Pluck up. Pull down. Build. Plant. What am I doing? I'm, I'm putting a draw from great generals. I ain't trying to figure out if I agree with everything Bishop Tudor Bismarck said. I'm sitting there saying, you've got something that I need to lead a generation for the power and the kingdom of God, and I want it imparted in my life. This is how you begin to go up in ranks. Pastor, you got any Bible for any of that? Sure do. Y'all listen up. Because we got to have Bible for stuff. Philip the evangelist goes to Samaria, starts all, this, all these miracles break out, right? He's got a revival going. The whole time he doesn't know, he's got a, he's got a sorcerer on his ministry. 
He's sitting there preaching, watching folks, uh, the dead be raised, watching sick people heal, watching demons cry out, and a sorcerer is in his ministry. Not just attending, he's sitting there serving with him. And nobody can get baptized with the Holy Ghost. Why? Because there's a demon sitting there blocking stuff that's been set up with a title. Y'all help me. That's been set up with authority in the ministry. Philip says, I don't understand. I, can't, I can get people saved. I can get them healed, but I can't get them filled with the Holy Ghost. He calls Peter and John who now come down not with an evangelist rank, but an apostolic rank. Peter and John are laying their hands on people and they're being filled with the Holy Ghost and the sorcerer manifests. And he says, I'll give you money for this. He said, your money right with you. And not only will your money right with you, but you need to pray that God forgives the very thought of your heart. And we don't hear nothing else about him. What happened? That demon wouldn't respond to that rank, but when the apostolic rank showed up, it had to loose its hold. Are y'all okay out there right now? Are y'all information overload or can we go a little deeper right now? So it had to respond. That's why, listen, that's why 95% of the American churches and the Canadian churches and the European churches are bulimic. They're bulimic and they're starving because they're fed by one finger out of a five-fold hand. I don't want nothing but a pastor. I don't want nothing but a nurturer. Somebody who comes to my funerals, somebody who marries my daughter, and somebody who nurtures me along the way. Don't you do nothing else. I don't want to hear nothing from the prophet. Don't, I don't want to hear nothing from the apostle. Don't dare evacuate the evangelist in because he's going to mess up my whole plan, and I really don't care nothing about teaching. I don't want to grow nowhere. I just want somebody to make me feel good in my stuff. But you've got to understand that when the, uh, when the five-fold ministry it's represented in the house of God like this right here. What happens is the blessing and the power of God starts manifesting in your homes. And before you know it, everything you're putting your hands to begins to prosper. And your prodigals start coming home. Why? Because it is a fivefold, the punch of heaven right there. Let me get a little transparent with y'all. Pastor Antoine, I used to, every, every, uh, every person that came here, they'd say, Pastor, you realize you're not a pastor, right? You're an apostle. I said, I understand that I had to put pastors around me. And, and so I used to be ashamed of it, right? Because I didn't think anybody was supposed to be an apostle. And so that was some stuff that got, drew, got beat down inside of me years and years ago because they said the apostle and the prophet was dead. They said it doesn't belong in the church anymore. And finally, the Holy Ghost said, until you accept what I'm saying over you, you will never be able to go to the next place in the spirit because you ain't going to reach there by a pastor. You got to get there being an apostle. And so it's time for you to raise up in the power of the spirit. That challenges some of you right now. Give me a pastor to just nurture me. We have them. 
we have the best. Pastor Jason Branson, one of the best pastors I've ever seen in my life. But we got other, we got other five-fold ministry. We got Pastor Antoine. We got Pastor Andy. We got Pastor Lou. We got, we got, we got, we got five-fold ministry represented across this house. And it's, and it's, you don't even realize what it's doing in your lives. Come on a Wednesday night and getting teaching like y'all getting. The teaching y'all are getting right now. There's churches that would, that would pay one of these men of God $10,000 just to come in and teach it one Sunday. Getting it every Wednesday. Oh, get, let me give you one more example. Because the Bible says out of mouth two or three witnesses let a thing be established, right? The Apostle Paul comes into Ephesus. There's a little bit of work being done, but not much. The Bible says that the whole city turned upside down. Matter of fact, they said these are the men that turned the world upside down. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, what couldn't be done is now being done in great, great measures where people start bringing their witchcraft books bringing their idols, bringing the stuff that they had that wasn't right. They brought butt wiser and butt stupid. They brought it all, threw it in a pile and started burning it. Why? Because an apostolic rank showed up in the city and turned it slap upside down. Y'all give Jesus praise while I get a little drink of water right quick. Can I go a little further? Number two, the kingdom of God. So we're talking about the highest, we're talking about the highest uh, order of governance, number one. Number two, the kingdom of God is power. Say it with me. The kingdom of God is power. The Bible says that in 1 Corinthians chapter four. Listen, he says, I'll come, I'm going to come to you shortly. This, can I give you a paraphrase? Paul said, I'm coming to you shortly. And he said, these folk who are saying they're something, and this, they're saying they're this and they're saying they're that, they're because they got a little giftings on them. He said, don't worry about that because we'll know who has power when I show up. He said, because the kingdom of God ain't going to come with what, what a man can make say out of his mouth. It's going to come with the power of the Holy Ghost when it shows up. And Paul said, I'm going to come with the power. Oh, glory be to God. Now, put your neighbor one more time and say, put your feet up a little bit. Many times when people see churches in a collaborated effort, now this is where it's going to kind of step on a little bit of your toes, but, but stay with me. Many times when people see churches in a collaborated effort, they say that is the kingdom of God coming together. Yes and no. The reason I say that is because you can get 20 churches to come together in a collaborated effort, but if the power of God does not show up, the kingdom of God has not shown up because the kingdom of God is power. If 20, let's say if we got 20 churches to come together and do a huge feeding program, 
Man, man, that's good. I'm not saying anything's bad about that. That needs to happen. Hands and feet of Jesus, right? But if power don't show up, the kingdom hasn't showed up. Oh, help me out right here, Holy Ghost. Now, if you get the same churches, put them together and do the same thing, feeding, feeding uh, effort or whatever it is, and people get born again, people get healed, people get demons cast out of them, or, or they get free from their bondage, then the kingdom has showed up because the power has showed up. The, listen, the kingdom of God is power. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Now, that doesn't mean there, there, there shouldn't be compassion efforts in the church because we have a compassion center. I'm just saying you can feed, listen, you can get a hundred hungry sinners. Feed a hungry, feed a hundred hungry sinners. And if the power of God don't show up, they will leave full sinners. On their way to hell, but their stomachs are full. This is not the kingdom of God. Glory be to God. Here in our text today, the apostle Paul is writing to the church of Corinth. I'm bringing you a circle now. Inspired by the Holy Spirit, he writes the letter to them to correct them on some issues and explain the kingdom of God. They had people coming into the church that the apostle Paul had already, had already started. He had started a church, but now all of a sudden these people come in and they're correcting the church and they're saying, we are true apostles where they are not. And the apostle Paul said, you don't understand. You got a lot of teachers. You got some instructors, but there are very few fathers. He said, and I have birthed you in the spirit. And they're coming in trying to tell the church of Corinth this and that. And he said, I'll tell you what, we're going to find out who is of the kingdom when I get there. And we will find out not by what somebody can say, not by how good somebody can preach, not by how much they can teach, not how much they can sing. We're going to find out by who has the power because I'm showing up not in the excellence of speech. I'm not showing up in the wisdom of man. I'm showing up in the power of the living God. He said, this is how you know the kingdom is at hand. Now watch this right here. Oh, glory. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me bring this thing to an end. There's a lot of man's wisdom being preached across the pulpits of America today. And some are in, some are in their ignorance, or some in their ignorance have, have mistaken it for the kingdom of God. But know this, the kingdom of God is not in word. It's in power. Last week, uh, I preached on the, the power of the kingdom of God. I don't know if the dear ladies here today, if you are, bless your heart. If you're not, if you're watching, bless your heart still. But y'all remember at the end of the message, I had a word of knowledge. People being tormented severely by demon spirits. I'm not talking about, you know, the coffee maker tore up. It's amazing to me to the devil's attacking a coffee maker done talk. No, you just need to get another. You don't have it six and a half years. Uh, it tore up, man. 
<laughs> anyway, so I released that word of knowledge. A few people came down. And then there's a lady driving to the store, listening to the preaching. Here's the word of knowledge. And the power of God drew her in here. She walks down front. Ain't been here. Said, I heard what you said. And I had to come in here. And bless her heart, she said, please don't make me fall down. <laughs> then she passed Antoine. I said, ma'am, listen, I can't make no, I'm not going to make nobody fall down. I ain't pushing people down. I ain't got to push nobody down. God get a hold of you, you can't stand up. I ain't going to push nobody down. So with this dear woman, I was extra gentle. You know, because I don't want her thinking I'm put, I ain't, gonna, I ain't even going to lay my hands like that. I'm just going to put my finger right there. Because I'm sensitive to the spirit and things like that. And I commanded those demons to leave her. And then God gave me another word and I released that word and all of a sudden she began to shake. Under the power of God as those demons started loosening her and releasing her. All of a sudden, I sat back, let my hand off over, and she hit the floor like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> sat down there for a good while. What are you trying to say? I didn't come, I didn't just preach you the kingdom. The kingdom was demonstrated in front of you by the power of God. Ran into a lady at... Oh, Walmart Thursday. She comes to this church. She hasn't, I don't know if you're here today, amen. Uh, but, but anyway, I ran into her. She hasn't been able to come. Uh, her, a few of her kids, have, one of her kids has been sick. She's just been trying to do the right thing. Y'all know how that is. And anyway, but she brought her, she brought her daughter down to, down to us about three or four weeks ago. It was one of the nights we were in the tent awakening. And we had to come into the, into the building because of the weather. She brought her daughter down to me and she said, Pastor, I need y'all to pray for my daughter. She said, I took her to the doctor and the doctor said, There's gonna have, they're going to have to do surgery and she'll be in a back brace the rest of her life. Her spine's crooked as a question mark, just messed up. You could tell she was like this right here. I said, young lady, do you believe Jesus can heal you? She said, yes, sir, I know he can. I said, oh, that's all I was looking for right there. <laughs> she had more faith than half the folk that come down here. Laid hands on her. And I remember when I prayed for her, I remember I felt a, a, like a, it was like something hit, like straighten her back up. I don't know. I can't explain a, a popping or something. I don't know. I seen her in Walmart Thursday. She said, Pastor, I got to tell you what happened. She said, I got to tell you what happened. I said, tell me. She said, I took my daughter back to the doctor. He did x-rays again, and he brought him out there with a puzzled look on his face. He said he was looking at them x-rays side by side. He said, mama, I can't quite understand it. 
It's like I'm looking at two different little girls. He said, this little girl don't have to have surgery. She won't never have another, she won't never have another brace on her back. I don't know what happened. That mama said, I know what happened. My pastor laid hands on her and God healed her from that scoliosis. Somebody ought to give God a praise in this place. Come on, stand up all over this place. I was blown away because I remember that little girl. Her, her head was, it, it's like her neck was already shifting forward. She was humping already in her back. She ain't seven or eight years old. Can you imagine the rest of her life in a brace? Not able to walk. But I remember Jesus found somebody like that one day. 18 years humped over and he showed up to the synagogue and started preaching the kingdom that's what the bible says started preaching the kingdom of god some religious folk got upset he said woman come here 18 years humped over not able to even look somebody in the eye 18 years looking at the ground 18 years wondering how long do I got to be this way but a man of God came and started preaching the kingdom of God and I believe in that woman's faith started rising up and she was sitting there saying please call my name out and get a word for me I'm gonna put a draw on the man of God I'm gonna put a draw on the anointing I'm gonna put a draw on the power I'm gonna put a draw on the king woman come here Jesus put his hand on her and said, you are woman, thou art loosed. And the Bible says she stood straight up. Yeah, there were some religious people that were upset. There might be some upset today. But for everybody else, they started praising God because this dear woman that was bound 18 years has now been made free. The kingdom of God is not in word, it's in power. Hallelujah. It's in power. Power to heal, power to make free, power to fill with the Holy Ghost, power to call your prodigal home, power to restore your marriage. Power to bring your health back to you. Power to bring your mind back to you. Power to make demons leave you alone. Power to get depression out of you. Power to make peace come to your life. Power. This is the kingdom of God. And so that's the reason I gave you those examples because I know that what I said today is a lot different than what some of you have ever heard. But let God be true. And let every man be a liar. We pray you were blessed by today's message. For more content and to get to know us better, download our app at AbundantLifeChurch.com.